Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. So what our campaign is about and what our administration will be about is rethinking America, understanding that all of our people, when I say all, I also mean the undocumented in this country. That all of our people are entitled to basic human rights. Nikita Sanders. You realize that the victory that this bum, this reincarnation of uh, Lenin, or Trotsky, if you want to put it that way, you realize that his victory in Nevada was based upon illegal aliens who have no right to vote, and of course, uh, idiotic college people. And, and then there are people who are hurting, and losers, who think he's going to save them. The same way Obama lied to African Americans and did nothing for them, and in, instead just enriched himself. Now remember, this bum... <clears throat> This communist bum, Bernie Sanders, and his wife are criminals. They took over a college in Vermont. They sucked it of all its money, and they busted the college out and left the children high and dry. Why is he not in jail? You tell me why he's not in jail. That's one story is the mook, the bum, the communist, and do you fear a coming civil war? Uh, And those of you writing off Sanders, uh, please don't rush to judgment. Research that I have done shows that anything might happen. I believe we're entering a perfect storm right now. You've got a worldwide pandemic brewing, despite what Rush Limbaugh is telling you. Uh, You would think that by Rush said that it's nothing to worry about. It's the same as the flu. Don't worry about it. It's done to hurt Trump. So in other words, the cases that are emerging in Italy are emerging because they want to hurt Trump. How stupid can you people be? This is a genuine pandemic. 
that is just beginning. You got a you got a perfect storm. You got a pandemic. Now the market crashes by nine hundred to a thousand points today because factories don't have workers in China. I don't know if you know anything about supply chain economics. I do. There are many companies in America who are having trouble getting products out of China, and unfortunately for us, many of our products come out of China. The supply chain has been hurt. The raw ingredients from pharmaceuticals, which I told you about Friday. So you got an economic slowdown. You got the flu. Uh, if this, God forbid, this economy tanks, this bum, this communist could win. They will blame Trump, and I will tell you why. Trump was a reaction to Obama's worldwide internationalism. I told you that many times. I'm the only one who understood why Trump won, which is why I backed him in 2016. Borders language culture. My books were boiled down into speeches. I was told that by people who wrote the speeches. So we wanted a nationalist, a moderate nationalist, and we got it in Trump. He's a moderate nationalist. Don't get me wrong. He's as liberal a Republican as you can probably find today in many ways. Don't, don't, don't argue with me on it. Please don't argue with me on it. You know, uh, doubling the number of H1, H2B visas, that ties into the India trip. One thing you're going to get from me is the unvarnished truth. There is no uh, stucco on my words. I am telling you, what, you're asking, what's he doing in India now? What this, where'd this come from? You know, God bless him after what they did to him, what Schiff and the rotten bums did to him. Let him go wherever he wants to feel good. But there's a reason he went to India, because his administration's just doubled the number of H2B visas, mainly for Indians, who will come in and make the billionaires in Silicon Valley even richer, and of course, lower the wages of American tech workers. Sorry, but that's the reality. And I have to tell it to you, otherwise there's no reason for me to be on the radio. I could just hang it up, close the microphone down, and just be like the other pimps on the right telling you what you want to hear. And I'm not going to be that. I refuse to be that. I've always been an independent, and I'm going to continue to be an independent, even when it's uncomfortable for you. And you'll thank me in the end. Then we got the case of, uh, uh, I mean, the fact is this Weinstein who's going to rot in prison, he's guilty. Do you think Weinstein got the sentence he deserved? I mean, we all know that he was a bit of a rogue rapist type. But in most cases, he didn't go into an alley and look for a woman to rape, did he? They all went into his apartment. What were they going there for? Over and over again, they went to visit him. And they sent him nice notes afterwards. Then they woke up crying 25 years later. Do you realize how dangerous this is for any man listening to this show? What a scourge on America Gloria Alred has become. Well, okay, you don't agree with me. Maybe you think rape is rape, and maybe you're right. So I guess every man should become gay, and then there'll be no rape anymore. And then that's the solution. Just get up on stage, and that's all. You don't like women anymore. But Cyrus Vance Jr., Jr. who's the DA in, in, in Manhattan, New York, gave a speech that was quite interesting about rape. And I listened to it, where he said rape is rape, and I'm going to play it in a minute. It's a fascinating concept that he put out there. And I think we should play clip 12 for the audience on the Savage Nation, uh, 12. These are eight women who pulled our justice system into the 21st century by declaring that rape is rape and sexual assault is sexual assault no matter what. Rape is rape, whether it's committed by a stranger in a dark alley or by an intimate partner in a working relationship. It's rape 
whether it's committed by an indigent person or a man of immense power, prestige, and privilege. Rape is rape whether the survivor reports within an hour, within a year, or perhaps never. It's rape despite the complicated dynamics of power and consent after an assault. It's rape even if there is no physical evidence and even if it happened a long time ago. Did you hear what this man just said? It's rape even if there's no physical evidence and even if it happened a long time ago. So that means if you were in high school and uh, you had consensual sex with someone, they could wake up now that you're rich and say you raped them. And Cyrus Vance will say, good for them. They're all victims. So we're living in a, in a terrible time in America where truth has died, where there's almost no truth. People don't know who to believe, what to believe, whether it's about a, 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 a thing like that's so obvious to everyone that coronavirus is raging out of control around the world, spreading like the pandemic that it is. Even the World Health Organization is calling it disease X. But no, according to the MAGA people, and their spokesman, Rush Limbaugh, it's nothing to worry about. It's a construct of the American media in order to destroy Trump and to weaken the economy. If you, if you believe that, then I have nothing to offer you. And this is what bothers me. There are such lies on both sides of the aisle right now that it's very hard for a rational person to believe a word that comes out of the media. And they don't, and they're tuning it out. They're saying they're all liars. I don't want to listen to it anymore. So my job is to try to discern the truth for you the best I can. And that's what I'm going to do today. Whether you want to talk about Weinstein, did he get the sentence he deserved? Uh, do you think, do you fear a coming civil war? I do. And uh, the uh, India thing, there's so many other topics I haven't even touched on yet. The coronavirus story, I want to talk about that. You know, I post a simple truth about India on Twitter to show you how stupid people are on Twitter. I post a simple truth four hours ago. Trump wows India, example of how capitalism lifted a nation from poverty. And right away, the liars and the idiots go on to Twitter and say, oh, no, nothing changed in India. Nothing changed in India? You people don't even know what's going. Where did all of the high rises come from? Where did all the buildings come from? Where did all the millionaires come from? What do you mean nothing changed in India? It's the same story here in America. Although Trump has lifted up the economy in America because there will always be people who are left behind. They want to blame somebody for it and say, no, he did nothing. Nothing. And then I want to talk about Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. She gave a speech week that I played on. And I'm trying not to be angry. She said, you built that factory. Good for you. But we built the roads that your goods run on. We provide the police and firemen that keep your factory safe and so on. Here is a moron, a know-nothing idiot college professor who says a thing like that, not recognizing that every factory owner pays tens of millions of dollars in taxes to pay for the roads, to pay for the infrastructure, to pay for the police, to pay for the firemen. It's not the college teachers who pay for it, you moron, you. And so you don't know who to believe. Everyone is lying. They're all lying. Every one of them is lying from top to bottom. People are living in a sea of untruths. They don't know which way to turn. So they turn to sports. They turn to entertainment. They turn to pornography. They turn to coffee. They turn to tea. They turn to meat. And here we are. So I have one job today and every day. 
as long as God gives me the power and the brains to be on the radio, and that's not a given, any day for any of us, anyone thinks that they're, they're guaranteed tomorrow, I got another guest coming for them. No one's guaranteed tomorrow. All we're guaranteed is now. So I try to live in the now. I try to live in the now of truth. And once a week, I go into a house of worship, and I try to talk to God. Does he listen? Does he hear me? I don't know. But you know, if you don't try to reach him, how can he hear you? So you got to try to reach him. That's called prayer. And that's all I can do. Prayer for me, prayer for you, and prayer for America. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. If you trust the government, well, stop listening. If you don't trust the government, start preparing. Why? Because emergencies seem to happen overnight, overnight, overnight. Quarantine, civil unrest, economic turmoil, and more all usually happen in the blink of an eye before you know it. You want to be part of that chaos and the possibility of having to deal with FEMA food lines? I don't. Those that know what could happen are using today to prepare for tomorrow. I already have. I built an emergency food supply with my Patriot Supply. This week, save $70 on a two-week emergency food kit when you go to my special website, preparewithsavage.com. 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 My Patriot Supply food kits last up to 25 years in storage, and they include breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. Order a few today and receive guaranteed two-day delivery discreetly to your door. No one will know what you're getting. You could keep it in a nice, cool closet. Those who know what's coming are preparing for tomorrow. Please don't wait. Preparewithsavage.com. Preparewithsavage.com. Since the turn of the century, India's economy has grown more than six times in size. In a single decade, India has lifted over 270 million people out of poverty. Right. Under Prime Minister Modi, for the first time in history, every village in India now has access to electricity. You hear this, morons? 320 million people more Indians are right now connected to the internet. The pace of highway construction has more than doubled. Over 70 million more households have access to cooking fuel. 600 million more people have access to basic sanitation. And incredibly, 12 Indian citizens are lifted out of extreme poverty every single minute of every single day. And yet you have communists like Sanders and Warren and the others saying capitalism is a failure. Do you have any idea what went on in India? Do you know when India started to boom? Do you know when the gulf between rich and poor started to narrow? Do you know or not? No, you don't know because you're ignorant. Most of you are ignorant. It's because the constraints of a socialist economy were lifted. It's because a so-called market economy was introduced. It's because a caste-based society was changed to a class-based society. It's because of capitalism 
that people were able to move up and out of poverty. You can't explain this to demagogues like communists uh, are. Bernie Sanders is a classic example of a lying demagogue, as is Elizabeth Warren. I don't care if you're a Democrat listening to me. You know I'm right. You know in your heart of hearts how dangerous they will be for you and your children. And I don't care if you live in San Francisco on Pacific Heights. You know you will lose with a communist in power. You know I'm right. That's why you listen to me, whether you vote Democrat or not. Now, I want to talk about another thing to do with taxation for a minute. I was thinking about it over the weekend, about how is it that wealthy real estate investors, mainly those who build gigantic office towers, how come they pay almost no taxes? I actually asked this of a man I met uh, at the president's table at Mar-a-Lago two years ago, because I was curious. I wanted to know the tricks. I pay through the nose. And he said to me, it's perfectly legal, Dr. Savage. He said, we who build the skyscrapers don't pay any taxes because whatever profit we may accrue is rolled over into our next building. We build another building. This is why cities are rising in India. This is why cities have risen in China. This is why cities rise in America. This is why nothing has risen in Cuba under the dictatorship uh, that Bernie Sanders loves so much. If you take away the tax incentives, all growth stops. You can't explain that to a college teacher like Elizabeth Warren. You can't explain that to a lifetime lying pig communist like Bernie Sanders. Because even if he knows you're right, he is so glib. He'll spritzle you in the mouth. He'll spritz you like Larry David. And he'll poke you in the chest. And he'll tell you you're wrong because he knows more than you. So you've got to understand something. A lot is at stake right now, and we're entering a perfect storm. You've got a pandemic brewing. You've got a possible market, really bad turn down, and God knows what else is on the horizon. If, God forbid, the perfect storm hits, we could have a communist in the White House. Everything is at stake right now. And so, therefore, the truth is more important today than it has ever been, in my opinion. This is the Savage Nation. I'll be back to take all your calls. I know you're holding. We're jammed up here because people are talking about communism. They're talking about Weinstein's sentence. We're talking about uh, Trump. We're talking about the economy. We're talking about the uh, coronavirus and the lies uh, from radio shows. I'll be back in a minute. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Have you recently reviewed your homeowner's insurance to make sure you've got a great rate and the right coverage? Well, you know, I'll bet that you've forgotten, like most people, about the things that insurance does not cover. How about your old HVAC unit, kitchen appliances, plumbing? And we're not ready for the hassles and bills when those things break down. But I have something good for you, American Home Shield. They have a great plan. They cover those repair costs. And if they can't fix it, they'll replace it or find another solution. They're a great company to see all they cover and save $50 today. Go to ahs.com slash savage. Now, look, I actually had American Home Shield in a house I once owned. And as the nation's largest provider, they paid more in home warranty claims than any other company. That's added up to more than $2 billion in the past five years that they have paid out. They're real. They're great. American Home Shield is America's most preferred home warranty with more than 1.8 million customers. They offer coverage for up to 21 home systems and appliances, plus unlimited electronics coverage for tablets, flat screen TVs, and more. It's astounding. AHS has a nationwide network of more than 15,000 
licensed professional contractors so they can get you the right pro. And they're convenient. No inspections needed or proof of maintenance required. Coverage available no matter how old your systems and appliances are. They have plans and pricing to fit every budget. American Home Shield helps protect your home and plan for the costs of unexpected repairs. They're great. Go to ahs.com slash savage. That's simple. ahs.com slash savage. You'll save $50 and start protecting your home and budget from inevitable breakdowns. ahs.com slash savage. ahs.com slash savage for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Be sure with the shield. Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details by going to ahs.com slash savage. Is America great? In many ways, we are. In some ways, very significant ways, we're not. We're not great when half of our people today are living paycheck to paycheck. When 500,000 people tonight are going to be sleeping out on the streets, including 30,000 veterans. Uh, Okay, so here we are. Here we are. He has the solution, which is take everything away from those who have saved anything, destroy uh, any business opportunities in America by putting regulatory problems in the way, vilify business owners, even if it's a small candy shop, vilify them as profiteers. And then you'll have Cuba, where streets will empty out, the mansions will be turned into community centers. Isn't that what you want? Because that's what you're going to get. Now, does he really have a chance? I think he does. I wouldn't be so sure that this filthy, dirty, degenerate communist can't win. I can look right through him. I fled New York because of people like him. I fled New York many, many years ago to get away from this kind of left-wing uh, personality. And in a million years, I never thought that a low-life bum like this would get so far. But then again, I didn't know the level of drug usage in America or the level of communist propaganda in the universities, the complicity of uh, Anderson Cooper and the others in the media to promote communism on a daily basis. I didn't know that those things would be so uh, ongoing to the extent that a low-life bum like this could get this far. So I wouldn't discount them so fast. Now, they say that the um, Democrat establishment is leery of him. I'm not so sure of that either. He's coming up in South Carolina. So Representative James Clyburn, who is as left-wing as they come, says South Carolinians are leery about that title socialist. That's Clyburn. He said, I do believe it will be an extra burden for us to have to carry. This is South Carolina, and South Carolinians are pretty leery about that title socialist. He said on ABC's This Week Sunday. So even he is afraid to endorse communism. They call it socialism, but don't be misled. Uh, The president of... I think Denmark said it's not even Nordic socialism. It's a complete lie. We keep hearing it's not communism. It's Nordic socialism. Again, the college students believe that it's a big lie. All the Nordic countries are free market nations, every last one of them. That's according to the people who run them. But you'd like to believe this communist, this con man, is going to save America. Are you you people crazy? Uh, New York, Ron, welcome to the uh, Savage Nation. What's your opinion? Yeah, I'm just hoping that they put this guy up against Trump because, see, Trump was a reaction to Obama because Obama was nothing. I just said that. I just said that in the last segment. But, 
but that's why nobody's going to vote for, for, for Sanders. And secondly, you... you wait, wait, what do you mean? Hold on. What do you mean that's why nobody? What about all the people who are going to his rallies? Well, do you, do you think that that many people are going to his rallies? I don't think so. There's, there's no they're, they're massive. They're massive, Ron. There's more people at Trump rallies, and he's not even running. But it doesn't matter whether there's more people. There's massive numbers of people who are going to listen to the commie. Well, Doc, you, you yourself said that uh, appearance has a lot to do with being elected, correct? So what's your point? Well, he has no chance then. He's almost like a dirty bump compared to Trump. Well, but here's the problem. The anti-hero is now very popular in America. He looks like an anti-hero, crumpled suit, tuna fish stain on his lapel, uh, yellow teeth, dirty hair, spitting on himself. That's very appealing to the loser, losers of America, Ron. Yeah, well, there's, I think there's... Look, look around the streets in New York. You're calling from New York. Take a look at how people dress today. What are they wearing, hats and white gloves? What? And then take a, look. take a look at the people walking down the street in Manhattan. Look at the, look at the garbage they're wearing. They look like bums, most of them. The bottom line is people don't want don't, don't want their hard-earned money taken away. And getting well, maybe it's all economic. So that's why I say we're in a perfect storm. You got the coronavirus booming around the world. You have an economy that's a little slippery right now. God knows what could happen uh, if the coronavirus keeps up and China shuts the factories down. You understand it's going to have an effect on us as well. You know that, right? Yeah, well, anything, anything's possible, of course, but... All right, well, I'm glad, so... I'm saying, you can get overconfident in a boxing match and get your, your, your face knocked out. You know that, Ron? Yeah, well... I, I want to tell you a personal story. I was thinking about it in bed the other night. I'm an older guy, but I remember when I was in college, I took up... It was judo, I think, for a while. And I was very fast, and of course, I fought people in my own weight, and I was slender... I was fighting in about 135, maybe 130-pound class. I don't even remember what. It was just beginning lessons. And there was a kid I was sure I could beat because he was, he looked like a schmendrick. He was like, had a lot of pimples, and he never talked to anyone. He looked cowardly. So I got overconfident. And he beat me, knocked me on my behind. And I, I thought about it in bed the other night. I said, I remember when he knocked, pulled my leg out from under me and took me down on the mat. I was shocked. These things happen. And the thing to remember in any debate or in any fight, never get overconfident. Anyone will tell you that. Anyone will tell you that who knows reality. So we can get very overconfident and say it's Trump by a landslide. But I'm not so sure anymore about what I see going on and, and, and the perfect storm that is emerging right now. But we can talk about that in another way if you would like. San Francisco, David, Line 8, you're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I live in the Bay Area as well. And. Uh, saw this onslaught of socialism coming about ten, 10 years ago and have been fighting the elephants and have written a book of truce called Pimping the Poor. And, but I am concerned that we're crediting the wrong people uh, for low unemployment and the economy. I don't think President Obama, the Democrats, or President Trump are responsible. Uh, the baby boomers... And demographic. Wait, 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 wait. How did it happen then? Well, it's, it's okay. So the baby boomers are retiring 300,000 people a month. That has to get filled. The other thing, a 2% economy will naturally create 250,000 jobs a month. It's exactly what we're seeing. In fact, if we want to have. So you're saying it's strictly demographics and Trump had nothing to do with it? I'm saying 
policies or bad policies have had nothing to do with it. It's demographics. And so wait, let, let's take it from another level. Okay, you're saying policies have nothing to do with, with, it, with an economy? No, I am not saying that. I'm saying that the credit for the low unemployment in 100 months of jobs goes to two things. Baby boomers retiring and the natural job creation with 150 million people, 2%. Equals two hundred fifty thousand. So, how do you explain that Trump lifted the restrictions on auto auto manufacturing and more cars are being made in America than ever before? Wouldn't that produce jobs? Yeah, yeah I'm not arguing about a specific policy. Well, I, well, well, let's take one policy at a time. The auto industry and jobs in the auto industry are booming. Jobs in the service industry are booming. That's a that's nothing to do with with, with with social policy. I no, I. I, I well, I, let me give you the reverse. You live in San Francisco. How many restaurants went out of business in San Francisco last year? Over 200. Why did they go out of business? Because of regulation, taxation, and bums. So social policy has everything to do with an economy. Everything. I I agree. I'm saying that basic mathematics and the baby boomers... I, I think what you've done here, done here, Ron, is latch on, David, I'm sorry, is to latch on to a single fact and try to explain everything and make that explain everything. I don't think it does. No, and, and I also think that... Uh, what do you think happens to a country when they are taxed to death? What, what happens to a manufacturer? What happens to a businessman who is taxed and regulated to death? What, what does he do? It, it, it kills it. I, I, actually, I actually absolutely agree. So one of the things... Correct. So what happens when a Bernie Sanders takes over an economy, a man who's never created a job or a service that anyone ever needed, is he crushes the, the economics of the nation. And he says the solution is 10 million or 30 million new government jobs. Do you understand that that's the Soviet system? Bernie Sanders will drill a hole in your, the boat you ride in. <laughs> Bernie Sanders will kill the American economy and hurt the poor. All right, so wait a minute. But you're saying Trump had nothing to do with fixing the American economy. It doesn't make sense. No, I'm saying... See, Trump has deregulated. Trump has lowered taxes for major corporations. So they're booming. You know, you could, you could say that, that he's, he's giving welfare to the rich. That's the stupid solution that Elizabeth Warren quotes or Bernie Sanders. The reason that he deregulated and lowered taxes is to encourage investment, which is what is happening. The same way it happened in India. So, David, we can politely disagree, but I think that the person running the ship has everything to do with where the ship goes, by the way. 855-407-282. Let's pop over to New York City again. That opens up a line at 855-400-SAVAGE. Remember, if you get on the show, you will talk to more people than you meet for the rest of your life, number one. And number two, you are on the Savage Graduate School of Political Science where everybody gets an A. So don't be afraid to chime in. No one is going to judge you. Nobody. And the only judge will be you yourself. Jeanette in New York on line five. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Good afternoon, doctor. I want to share with you, my father is in the millionaire class. And he is going to, if Bernie gets elected, my father is, is that's it. He's closing shop. He's going to take his money, invest in gold, real estate, and leave the country. Where, where will he go? Where will your dad go? Um, he wants to go somewhere warm. I'll just say that. <laughs> but where? Where is he going to go that's warm? Tell me where he's going to move. I think he's going to move 
to the Virgin Islands. Mm. Or somewhere so in sounds the sounds nice. It's it's nice. I, I'm not an island person anymore. I've had too many islands in my life. I don't know exactly, but my point. I understand most most rich will leave if they're taxed out of the nation, the same way Gavin Newsom is taxing them out of the state of California. Uh, but they don't really care. All they care about is naked power. And if they can keep appealing to the non-citizens and those on the bottom, they will do so. And they will drive the economy out. They will drive the rich out. They'll drive the middle class out. They will destroy a nation to retain power. It's exactly how it works in any socialist system. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Those who do not know their history are condemned to repeat it, wrote the Spanish philosopher Santayana. And so we have college fools. We have illegal aliens who are simply voting because they're promised citizenship by Comrade Bernie. And then you have people who are on the bottom who blame. They don't even care who they blame. If they're being told they'll get something for nothing, they'll vote for the bum. And all of these people do not even know that communism resulted in 100 million deaths. They don't know that. Illegal aliens are the reasons he had a big win in Nevada. We needed uh, voter ID in this nation. We're one of the only big nations on earth that does not have voter ID. That's because of Nancy Pelosi and the goon squad on the left who are telling you it's a violation of human rights to deny an illegal alien, a non-citizen, to vote in your election. People died for the right to vote in America. Your ancestors may have fought in wars. And one of the things they were fighting for was the sanctity of the ballot box. And because this gangster regime under Pelosi's goon squad took over America's Democrat Party, they've made you believe that illegal aliens have a right to vote in your nation. And that's how a bum, that is how a mook, that is how a filthy street agitator like Sanders can get so far. It's the illegal aliens who uh, put Comrade Sanders over the top. Voter ID now. Okay. There's so many things I want to talk about in the next hour, which is don't underestimate Sanders and don't believe the establishment Democrats who say that they're worried about him. I don't believe it for a second. We're going to talk about the realities of the coronavirus and how you're being misled by people in radio business who never even went to college. They're just feeding you government propaganda, which is really sad and very irresponsible, by the way. To put out government propaganda now, to talk down the coronavirus at a time like this, is actually one of the most irresponsible things I've ever heard. It's a very serious and growing problem. It has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with getting Trump. That is an outright lie. That is an outright lie. Mass graves are being dug and bodies are being burned by the hundreds, and they're not even being reported. Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book, see the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. 
I thought it was a great night for Bernie Sanders. I thought it was a great night for Donald Trump. I thought it was a terrible night for the Democrats. The truth is Bernie Sanders is on its trajectory to be the Democratic nominee. To me, he I just don't see him having any shot in a general election. I'm panicked. I am absolutely panicked. No, uh, no one but Bernie, Stephanie. Come on. He's an anarchist. He would love to burn down the United States. If we nominate a socialist like Bernie Sanders, we're going to lose. It'll be like George McGovern. It'll be a blowout. Nobody just says the obvious. Bernie, you're full of it. They're just pandering to the Bernie people. And you know what pandering gets you? Nothing. It certainly doesn't get your respect. Tom Perez needs to step down. He's a joke. He's a clown. He can't run the Democratic Party anymore. It, it's lost its way. I don't see how Democrats uh, do anything but bleed out when they put a socialist at the top of the ticket. It is a death sentence for the party, and it will lead to Donald Trump's reelection. The loser, as Leslie put it, are the Democrats. They've got to get out there and say, I disagree with socialism. I believe in the markets. Right. I think he's wrong. I think he'll never get it done. And in this country, we'll never go that direction. And by the way, we'll lose 49 states. So in Cor other words, all the know-nothings are now saying that Bernie can't win. I disagree. I disagree. Now, I, I told you about a Greek series called, it's not on Netflix. It's uh, from ancient Greece. Hubris, Chaos, Nemesis. Most politicians run on hubris, and they create chaos, and then usually they face their nemesis. Hubris, chaos, nemesis. Sanders is a classic example of hubris. He's creating chaos in the Democrat Party. The only question is who will be or what will be his nemesis. I don't have an answer for that. But I have predicted on a previous show that they will not let him cross the finish line one way or another. And I'll let that hang in the air. The billionaires who run the Democrat Party will not let this communist win. I don't care what happens. He's not crossing the finish line. Forget about how. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but he's growing in influence whether he wins the nomination or not. And it's only a matter of time in America that a socialist does win, given the fact that we have no voter ID and illegal aliens. You know, it's funny about the illegal aliens. They flee Mexico, a socialist nightmare. They flee Guatemala, a socialist hellhole. They flee these Central American hellhole socialist despotic nations, and they come here and want the same thing. Have you figured this out yet? It's astounding. Now, the coronavirus is another story. The effect, whether, whether the numbers of people who are dying uh, are higher than the flu or lower than the flu is almost irrelevant. It's the impact on companies that is very severe. It is why there's a cutoff in the supply chain coming out of China in most industries. And to listen to a talk show host who never went to college to talk down the danger of the coronavirus is frightening. And it's no different than the left lying about the wonders of socialism. And to say it's no big deal, you are causing innocent people not to take precautions they normally would to protect themselves from something that is potentially deadly. To do a thing like this is telling people not to worry about the coronavirus is one of the most sickening things I've ever heard in the history of radio. A few weeks ago, uh, I taught you about the father of epidemiology, John Snow, and how he was able to map a cholera outbreak and uh, find it, is, it was ground zero at the Broad Street pump in London and then close the pump down and stop the epidemic of cholera. But to see our own policies 
that still permit air and boat traffic to come in from China is the direct antithesis of what Jon Snow would have said about what should be done and what I said should be done from the beginning of this epidemic. Nobody listened to me because I'm an unknown talk show host. It is true. I have a high degree of education in this field. I said, stop it. Don't bring them in for treatment. Treat them in the country where the disease occurred. Build a hospital if you have to, but do not bring them to America. Trump's people didn't listen to me. The State Department overruled uh, the people who dragged their heels in the CDC and brought them in. Travis Air Force Base. Now they don't know what to do with them. It's only a matter of time till this thing spreads even further. And so to listen to a talk show host who never went to college, and I have to say that over and over again, you know, somebody can be very good at what they do, and then they can be complete idiots in fields they know nothing about. For them to say that the coronavirus is being overplayed to hurt Donald Trump is one of the most irresponsible things I've ever heard in my entire years in uh, broadcasting. Uh, let's go to San Diego. Jonathan, what do you say about the coronavirus and its effect on America? Michael, I totally agree with you. You know, I, I rarely listen to Rush, but I happened to be listening to him this morning on a commute, and I was yelling at the radio. I couldn't believe he was misquoting numbers um, and saying that this thing is no... Why would he do a thing like that? I know we're not supposed to say this because he has stage four cancer, but, you know, there comes a time when you have to speak up. This is crazy. If we keep calling the crazy Bernie on the other side and call it fake news, how can we not let our side be called on the carpet when they lie to the people? I don't know why he would do that. I mean, if you look at the flu numbers, the flu, the 2019 and 2020 flu season killed 0.1% of those infected. 35 million people, 35 million cases, 34,000 dead. Corona, 80,000 cases, 2,600 dead. Correct. So the, the, the rate of death three point amongst those who contract the virus is astonishingly much higher. 3.2% death rate. If you equate that to the flu, that would be 1.1 million people dead. Right. And if you take the world population and apply that to the world population, we've only touched the beginning of this epidemic and its deaths. No question. So to, to, why, how is it affecting you, though, personally, if it is? Well, personally, I, so I source from China. I work with three different factories over there. And coming out the Chinese New Year, these factories should have been at work around the 14th of February. They're not back to work until now, March 20th, somebody's Right. And so I, listen, I know it for a fact. I know many companies are in a panic mode right now. They can't get their supplies. The raw materials are being cut off. It's only a matter of time until our medicines are cut off. As I try to teach on Friday, most of our pharmaceuticals uh, are sourced in China. You know that. It's, it's that crazy. Oh, it's that crazy. And I'm just a small company, so I can manage it. But I can't imagine what's going on with the big Walmarts in the world that are getting you know, almost all their products from China. The other thing, too, is that the public transportation is shut down. So even as these workers are coming off of Chinese New Year and past the quarantine time, they can't make it to the, back to their jobs, back to their factories, which are sometimes hundreds and hundreds of miles away. So big factories. Well, that's why the global stock market has a huge sell-off right now, hitting about 1,000. And uh, Jim Cramer, who's very, very good, uh, commented on the market plunge. He said the coronavirus impact on companies could be more severe than thought. He said that at 5 o'clock this morning. He's very worried about it, and I think he's very clear about it. So to sit and say it's nothing and it's being aimed at Donald Trump to ruin the economy is one of the most irresponsible things I've ever heard in my entire life listening to the media. Totally, It's totally irresponsible. And, and again, I have to say it's not easy for me to say it given that the man is uh, you know, suffering from stage 4 cancer. But, you know, enough is enough. 
That doesn't give you a right to lie to the people just to make them feel like, oh, well, yeah, it's all against Trump. Everything's against Trump. How could you say a thing like that? Most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That'd be like saying if, if an asteroid hit the Earth, uh, hit hit the Yucatan Peninsula again, that somehow the leftists negotiated the celestial heavens to make sure the asteroid uh, ruined the economy in Central America so more of them would come here. Okay, I, I think I've made my point, and I don't have to beat it up anymore. Um, it's spreading in the globe. 79,000 cases, 2,600 deaths, most in China. However, the global nature of the outbreak is what we are talking about. The virus is underrated. And to say that it's nothing and it's only like the flu is absolutely irresponsible. And frank, frankly, you got to listen to people and make up your own mind. And if you don't want to believe me, go out and hug somebody with the coronavirus. Go to a hospital and give someone a kiss on the lips who has the coronavirus because it's really aimed at Trump. And of course, it's fake. There is no virus at all. Just like the flu. What has to happen in this country for people to understand that such a thing is reality and truth? There is a Chernobyl-like response by the Chinese government. And that means the worst is yet to come. This is just the beginning of the epidemic. The World Health Organization is saying that it may be disease X. Now, what is the theoretical disease X? Well, disease X is defined as a quick-spreading, unpredictable illness caused by a previously unknown pathogen, disease X. And the new virus, it's interesting how the propagandists at the World Health Organization took away the word Hunan, not Hunan, Hunan, wherever it was where it originated, uh, out of China and changed it to COV, COVID-19 in order to make you not understand it's the Asian flu. Although, remember there was an, a thing called the Asian flu and they stopped using that reference for fear it would offend Asian people? Well, this comes from China. I don't care if you call it COVID-50,000. It's the flu out of China and they have not contained it. And this country failed us as well. It should have been contained right from the beginning. I said the CDC heads should be arrested. I said the head of the NIH should be thrown into jail for criminal negligence. Any sane nation would have put them both in prison. Fact of the matter is, we have a very serious international epidemic. And the new coronavirus is very difficult to control. It is capable of spreading from those who show no symptoms. You can be asymptomatic and be spreading the virus. So if you want to say that this is a conspiracy of the media to damage Trump, then you really are in trouble. That's all I could say. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. There's a lot of misinformation being spread by propagandists in America who are saying that the coronavirus is nothing. It's like the average flu and it's being played up by the leftist media to hurt the economy and Trump. I've never heard anything as irresponsible in my entire life. Connor in New York, go ahead. You're on the Savage Nation. What's your point on the coronavirus? I just want to preface, I'm not a healthcare professional at all. But if uh, basic research can show you that U.S. hospital system currently does not have a lot of acute care or ICU bed space, I have, you, you can find that out there. Yeah, yeah, of course, that makes common sense. But then again, you're not in talk radio, so you actually try to get to the truth. Yes. You're not, you're not a demagogue just simply trying to excite the listeners into thinking you know what you're talking about. That is a fact of reality, what you just said. 
So what is going to happen if, if we get flooded with, let's say it's a not, not a killing disease? Where are they going to go for treatment? They're going to try to sneak and in, get into the hospitals. And if we assume that the Chinese and the WHO were being honest this morning, they said that there's a 16, and I could be slightly off, but 16% severity rate of all total cases. If we assume that 20 to 30% of Americans get the coronavirus and only 16% are severe cases, that math already overwhelms the entire U.S. hospital system. You see, Connor, you're not made for talk radio. You actually do your homework and you do your research and you do your math. So you definitely don't have a job in the media waiting for you. Can I add one more thing? Go ahead. This is already worse than the flu. The Journal of American Medical Association, or whatever they are, JAMA, yep. putting stuff out on social media, trying to influence people into thinking that the normal flu is what we really should be worried about. And obviously, you're always worried about that to a point. But they're trying to downplay coronavirus. JAMA. Well, JAMA, JAMA, by the way, is a left-wing publication. They, they shifted their editorial policies over the last 10 years. I've watched them do it. So they're the ones actually spreading the propaganda not to worry about it. That's interesting. Connor, thank you for being intelligent. Uh, many of you, though, are misled, and I'm warning you to be very careful. There's a great danger in letting people tell you there's nothing to worry about. Very dangerous. Joe in California, uh, you disagree with me. Tell me why. Yeah, Mike, first of all, I love your show. I listen to you every day. I, I learn a lot from you. I have a lot of respect for you. But I, I disagree in, in the sense that, you know, I, I remember the way the press uh, reported on the AIDS virus, and, and I look at the way it's reported on this corona, and, I, and there was drastic difference there. Well, but wait, Joe, here's something you should understand about the difference between the AIDS epidemic and the coronavirus epidemic. The reason that AIDS did not become prevalent around the world to the extent that it could have is because it was a very difficult disease to spread. You understand that? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. This is very important for you to understand. It's one of the principal rules of, of uh, infectious diseases and epidemiology. The AIDS virus, the HIV virus, was very difficult to spread. The coronavirus is very easily spread. Even an asymptomatic person can spread it. And you would touch the door or go to a supermarket and touch the checkout uh, the buttons you press, let's say, on a card, a credit card. And you could pick up the virus on your finger that way. It's much different. And so it's a different story, uh, Joe. And I'll tell you, you may laugh at me, but I'm going to tell you there are some commonsensical things you really should start enacting. And, and uh, you can laugh at me if you wish. When I go out to a public place, I wear gloves. I don't mean plastic gloves. I actually just wear like driving gloves. I won't touch a door. I won't touch a knob. I won't touch a checkout counter. I was in Safeway last week. And the clerk, an older man, was coughing his head off. I could not believe what I was looking at. He was coughing as he was checking people out. Why was he told not to stay home? Because the unions would have sued the Safeway company, if they told them to stay home, do you understand how crippled we are, what could happen here? That man never should have been allowed in that supermarket. I was appalled. And one of the things I bought were two bagels, for example, and I put them in a brown bag. This bum opened the bag to look in it when all he had to do was say what's in there, but he didn't. So he was a malicious type. And you got to understand there are a lot of malicious people out there who would like to spread this disease as well. So I would say... You don't believe that it's a danger to you? Then don't. I would suggest use common sense. Avoid crowded places. 
What does that mean? Movie theaters. You think it's smart to go to a movie theater right now? I don't. I won't go to a movie theater. I generally don't go anyway. But you would go now with the coffers in there? I don't know. So common sense. Uh, you say, oh, you're going to look like a nut wearing gloves. Better to look like a nut than to get sick. That's all I can say to you. I picked up some nanovirus about three weeks ago that gave me food poisoning. I think I know where I got it in some restaurant, but I'm not sure. It could have been in a supermarket. I'm not sure. But I knew that we have to, uh, I know that we have to exert caution and use common sense and not listen to propagandists who are telling you not to worry. It's counterintuitive to listen to that. Michael Savage, a host like no other. We'll return to the coronavirus uh, story in a few minutes and also the uh, fact that uh, capitalism lifted many, many people in India out of poverty in a very short period of time and that the untouchables in India know more about an economy than the Stone College girls do in America. Uh, Weinstein to rotten prison, he's guilty. Did he get the sentence he deserved? Do you fear a coming civil war? We're going to take a quick hiatus onto another topic, which is a hate group called the SPLC, one of the most dangerous left-wing hate groups the world has ever seen, which is the Southern Poverty Law Center. The book is Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. And uh, joining us right now is the author, uh, joining us right now, Tyler O'Neill. Tyler, welcome to the uh, Savage Nation. You say the Southern Poverty Law Center started out with the best of intentions. What happened to them? Well, a great deal of things happened to them. Uh, they they were founded by a man named Morris D. And his character helps explain uh, a great deal of the different forms of corruption uh, when it comes to liberal bias, when it comes to bilking donors in search of raking in millions and millions of dollars, and, of course, when it comes to demonizing people who disagree with uh, the SPLC's views on various issues. But the most fascinating thing is, you know, my book mostly focuses on Morris Dees because he explains he's a nut and kernel of the story. So the story is much... Well, wait, your book is about the corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. I happen to agree with you, or I wouldn't have had you on the show. What are some of the most egregious things they have done recently? I think the audience needs to put this in context. Yeah, so the Southern Poverty Law Center rate, uh, accuses mainstream conservative and Christian organizations of being hate groups. Right, they've, they've declared I'm a hate monger, for example. <laughs> yes, and they've declared that Ben Carson is a hate monger, and they've declared that Majid Nawaz is a hate monger, which is particularly interesting because they called him an anti-Muslim extremist when he is himself a Muslim. They actually paid $3.375 million in a defamation lawsuit. That yeah, well, I may be next in line to, to, to take them down for what they're doing to put me on their hate list. It's, it's uh, destroying people's careers. Um, they're not credible. They're filled with their own racism and sexism, aren't they? Yeah, that's. That's one of the main things against Morris Dees that came out. He was fired last year among allegations of racial discrimination and sexual harassment that go back decades, actually, at the SPL. Now, Tyler O'Neill is a senior editor at PJ Media, writes for many, many newspapers. Uh, Tyler, we have very short time here, but I, I need to, for the people to understand that your book, Making Hate Pay, is a very important one. It's about the corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, what's their budget per year? <laughs> 
So I don't have the number right up with me right now, but their endowment half a billion dollars, and they have uh, Cayman Island accounts, offshore accounts. In the Cayman uh, a nonprofit uses the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Gee, I thought that Bernie Sanders was trying to stop corruption. Has Bernie Sanders pointed out the corruption of this left-wing hate group uh, in any of his campaign speeches? I wouldn't know. No, sir. His uh, Actually, one of his supporters and somebody who backed the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, went and tried to shoot up Steve Scalise and other Republican congressmen at the uh, baseball game practice. Yeah, oh, my God. Well, Tyler, we'll, we'll have to revisit this at another time, but look, the book is Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center, and it goes well beyond the SPLC. Corporate America is being squeezed. Uh, if you don't give them money, they blacklist you. If you wind up on their hate list, you lose advertisers. And so the SPLC is not credible. It's a left-wing hit group. It's a hate group. And frankly, Donald Trump has to step in and put them out of business. Tyler O'Neill, thank you very much for your book and for being on the Savage Nation. I want to go back to the big topics as well. I want you to pay attention to the big topics the coronavirus. Uh, Don't be misled. It's a very important subject. Uh, The issue of India. India's uh, changed dramatically. And one of the reasons India changed dramatically, and I've studied this in great detail, is because of capitalism. India was trapped in a socialist economy that was literally a feudal socialist economy for a very long uh, period of time. There was a caste system. There was a socialist system that was introduced by Nehru, I believe. And uh, once they lifted the constraints on their economic uh, engine and the Indian people were free to invest and join the market economy, the wage gap between uh, the castes decreased greatly and the uh, economies of India all over this nation boomed. It doesn't mean everybody's doing well. That's the whole problem. So you still have massive poverty in, uh, in India, but that doesn't mean that the system isn't working. It is. And this is how demagogues like Bernie Sanders get away with their lie. You have a booming economy in the United States of America, but you still have massive amounts of poverty in America, which will never, ever change because there will never be an equal society. And there never has been and there never will be uh, because people are not equal and people don't have equal um, intelligence. They don't have equal um, abilities and they don't have equal luck. The world's a very unequal place. And demagogues who promise you equality are the ones who wind up killing millions of people who disagree with them. That's who Bernie Sanders is. So we can talk about all these topics if you will like, including the coronavirus. San Francisco, Linda, line seven, you're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Hi, um, I went to a Trump rally last week. It was fabulous. Um, I felt like I was with my people. Uh, But the one thing I thought was missing was the college demographic. Right. They're not there. Right. They're not, They're not there. there. I feel like they need to be targeted. And, and we have to remember that the communist revolution, the Bolshevik revolution, was run by young people. The revolution in Cambodia was run by a Marxist who incorporated, uh, who enlisted 14 and 15-year-olds who became the Khmer Rouge, who killed the middle class, enslaved them, and then killed them. This is the danger we're in right now. It's because of a generation of lies, and the Pied Piper of hate is, is Bernie Sanders. He is actually the Pied Piper of hate in this country. 
the most dangerous man in American political history, not for promoting socialism per se, but because of the big lie about, first of all, everything he says is against anti-white, anti-white male, anti-America. The man is a very dangerous demagogue and how the Democrats have let this genie out of the bottle is only a matter of uh, studying it uh, in great deal. But no, the Trump people do not generally attract the young. That is 100% true. That is 100% true. What else do you want to talk about? 855-407-282. Robert in the South Bay on the issue of India's economy. Go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. Yeah, Michael, you're, thanks for taking my call. You're very right about you know how India has been transformed. And, um, well, you know, you got to look at Trump. He's a real estate developer. Paul Pelosi's a real estate developer. You look at the South Bay and the H-1B thing, you have tons of stack-and-pack housing being built up by on every parcel affiliated with every uh, tech company. Obviously, they're going to get a return on their investment. They're going to load it with leafleted people on the H-1B uh, train of people. And that offsets the job market for our kids who are just as – have just – all the qualifications except for they're not for H-1B uh, fresh off. I agree with you a thousand percent. I disagree a a thousand percent with the Trump administration doubling the number of H-2B visas. It's a disgrace. I don't think it's good either. I don't think. No, I agree. Because Trump is wrong to have done this. No president will give us a hundred percent of what we want. He gave in to the lobbyists from Silicon Valley. The pigs in Silicon Valley, the pirates of Silicon Valley are only going to get richer. You know that and I know that. Absolutely. You look at every parcel. It's been from the Warm Springs BART station to Berryessa. You have how many units going in downtown San Jose? We're talking about 100,000 units. These Our kids are not going to op- occupy these minimalized, uh, yardless homes and uh, stack-and-pack apartments at the rates they're charging. Companies are giving a few giveaways. Well, the, the, the ownership of this property, they're giving a few, like, low-income to babies. So not only are, are, are tech jobs being given away to Indians who work at half or less than a, an American worker, but you're saying housing is now being built for them as well. And the, and the politicians are the ones who are benefiting is what you're saying. Think about the teacher class. They're offering them free rooms, so they're going to become some sort of, they're going to look for their self-interest, and it creates this class warfare between people who are, well, look at our school system. We're not educating our kids across the board. Well, well, here's the question. Why can't we get American tech workers to the extent that we need them? Why are they not available? Look at this. Education suffering. They want to squeeze the asset class and the property tax. They've weaponized every teacher to, to go after people with trust funds or are involved in any type of home loan to squeeze them or have, like, business property and squeeze them instead of offsetting it from the sales tax, which sales tax was actually invented to buffer and to make sure that there was no confiscatory punitive uh, asset tax. Well, but I, I think we need to stick to the issue. Why is Trump in India right now? Why do you think he's there? Well, it's it's obviously he's just talking the upside of capitalism. It, it, there is an upside to the, the a lot of positives. Let's talk about he is probably he, uh, being a real estate developer, as is uh, you know you know Elizabeth Warren and all these people talk about sustainability, sustainable development. Sam Ricardo does it down here. The, every every mayor throughout California talks about sustainability and helping the homeless. It's all still backed by an agenda and a big train of. H-1B workers to offset our kids' ability to go to the HR department. Not- right. What we should be doing is opening thousands of trade schools around America. Call them tech schools if you want. We should be training our own workers, and we should uh, eliminate all the H-2B visas immediately. We should be training our own kids to work for these jobs. This is unsustainable. And it's a shame that the Republicans have so hoodwinked the American people 
into thinking that they're any different than the Nancy Pelosi party on this issue. They're one and the same. It's the Democrats or Republicans at work uh, again. But going back to the communist himself, Bernie Danders. Michael in Texas, tell us what's going on in your uh, state. Dr. Savage, first of all, it's an honor to speak with you. You are a national treasure. I've always wanted to talk to you, and if I don't get to again, I just want to... It's always nice for us to hear that, so thank you very much. But uh, uh, treasure or no treasure, what's what's going on with Sanders in Texas? I'll tell you what. He's catching fire. I'm 38 years old, and everybody below me and slightly above me in age and social income class is talking about this guy everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. No, I, I told you. I, I'm saying don't underestimate this communist liar. I mean, I'm telling you, in restaurants, business meetings, conferences, I was just in Austin this past weekend. Thousands of people ascended on Austin to promote socialism in Texas. And let me tell you, it is <laughs> it's ripping through Texas. like a and, and of all places, Texas, huh? Oh, I know. I mean, we are red to the core here, you would think, but I'm telling you. I mean, it's got me nervous, my wife nervous. Just last night, we overheard a couple that were almost identical to us talking about how it would be so great if they just had, you know, all the college loans paid off and they didn't have to pay for medical care and all these things. And it's like you want to turn to them and be like, who do you think is going to pay for that? Yeah, no, you can't. They won't listen to you. What the answer will be is the rich corporations who are robbing America blind and not paying their fair share. They've been lied to by Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and the entire Democrat establishment. All you could say, all you could say to yourself is those who do not know their history are condemned to repeat it, as George Santayana, the Spanish philosopher, said. But the illegal aliens, the college fools, the dumb are not aware of history. They do not know that socialism slash communism resulted in 100 million deaths in the last century. Thank you for being with us on the Savage Nation. Back in a minute. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Is America great? In many ways, we are. In some ways, very significant ways, we're not. We're not great when half of our people today are living paycheck to paycheck. When 500,000 people tonight are going to be sleeping out on the streets, including 30,000 veterans. The communist says that 500,000 are sleeping out in the streets. He's right. So let's look at uh, California, the most liberal state in America, a one-party system, the most corrupt state in the country. They, ro- uh, they drove the Republican Party out through the illegal alien vote. They have no newspapers here to counter the lies of the Pelosi party. They spend billions of dollars a year on, this, on the homeless problem, and yet the problem grows. So how can you argue that it's not liberalism causing uh, the growth of the homeless population, Bernie? Because you're a demagogue, and people are blind to the truth. There are hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars spent in cities every year in this country, and it doesn't help get the bums off the streets. Why? Because a lot of it's stolen by the Democrat politicians. And the bums themselves will not go into shelters because they think it's their right to uh, lay in the gutter, to uh, exhibit themselves, to defecate uh, in the streets, to urinate in the streets. It is not their right because without civility, there is no civilization and there's no civil society. And so last week I concluded my show by suggesting we reopen the mental hospitals and build new ones. And anyone who doesn't want to go and put them in against their will and give them the treatment that they need. It's that simple. It's that simple. There's nothing else we can do about it. It's never going to resolve itself. 
The solution for the homeless is move them into mental hospitals. Do we owe them a house? It was my podcast of February 21st. And for Bernie Sanders to argue, again, with the broad statement, because of the soapbox commie that he is, that it's Donald Trump's fault or it's the greedy pig's fault that we have homeless in the street. Do you actually believe that he's going to solve the homeless problem when the most liberal state in America, which spends billions of dollars a year, can't get them off the streets? How can Pelosi and Newsom can't get them off the streets with the billions of dollars that are thrown at them? Because it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has to do with the corruption of a government, a corruption of liberal cities, the same cities that welcome MS-13 and other killer gangs in order to make sure that the flow of drugs doesn't stop. The same corrupt city under Nancy Pelosi that threw out the case against the killer of Kate Steinle just last week. Not only did this guy who shoot a dead in front of a father walk, but he walked out laughing and he had been deported numerous times before. So it is corruption of the liberal establishment, Bernie, that is causing the homeless crisis. It is nothing but that. And it will never be solved by a communist bum, mook, liar, thief like yourself. But I'm only one man who knows the truth and history of socialism, communism. But more than that, I can look right through the Bernies of the world. Everyone who knows what a con man is know that Bernie knows that Bernie is nothing but a low-grade shyster con man. However, there's one thing about him that I absolutely admire, that a man after a heart attack and two stents can still exhibit such hatred and such a volume of hatred and not die is almost a medical wonder. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 